Hello everyone and welcome to Backchat. I'm Natasha Livingston, the podcast's editor. It is clear that Parliament cannot make any headway on Brexit, so we thought we'd hold a cross-party discussion to find out if young people from across the political spectrum could do a better job. Here now with more news, debate and opinion... I'm Ellie Varley. I'm 20. I'm a student. Um, I'm a Conservative Party voter and I voted to remain in the last referendum but would now vote to leave. My name's uh, Chris Vince. I'm uh, 35. Um, I'm a very happy secondary school teacher at the moment uh, because it's my last day today. I'm also um, a uh, Labour councillor uh, in Harlow in Essex and in the last referendum I voted to remain. So I'm Alicia, I'm 21, I'm a student at the University of Liverpool, but I'm also the Liberal Democrat PPC in Liverpool, where I work as a campaign manager. Okay, so yeah, let's drive straight into it. Imagine that today you are the British Prime Minister and you can decide Britain's Brexit policy. What would you do? I, I first of all, I'd like to start by clarifying I'm very glad that I'm not the Prime Minister, uh, to be honest. Um, I think, <laughs> Along with uh, everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there's some cross-party agreement on that one. Um, as I said um, in my previous answer, uh, I did vote Remain uh, in the last referendum. Uh, and in my heart of hearts, um, you know, I still don't want to leave the EU. However, I do understand and respect uh, the referendum vote. I think uh, that it could potentially be quite divisive um, to look at the possibility of a second referendum, although I certainly wouldn't count it out in the long term. I totally agree with the extension until the 30th of uh, June. Um, I think it was a bad idea in the first place to set an arbitrary date of the 29th of March. Um, and I think that, I say, the main main the main thrust of what, what Labour's interested in is ensuring that we have a, a remaining customs union, uh, re- remain within the single market, um, and I would abide by the rules of the, of the both. I mean, in terms of what I would do if I was Prime Minister right now, I'd say I'd probably do what Theresa May is doing now, which is to try and get um, a cross-party consensus. Um, and our, our priority going into those talks uh, would be uh, protecting the workers' rights uh, and ensuring, obviously, there's no hard border in Northern Ireland. So I think in the short term, it is about that cross-party discussion. It's about, you know, actually taking the egos out a little bit and actually, you know, being willing to talk to talk across party um, and actually come to some sort of common ground, really. So, Ellie, what would your plan of action be? Yeah, I kind of agree with what you were saying there, Chris. Um, I would I would obviously uphold the vote of the referendum. I voted to remain. Ideally, this isn't my desired outcome because I did vote remain. Um, but we have to respect the referendum result because if we don't, I, I think worse things would happen. Um, and with the way that MPs have acted, it's quite clear in the House that there's no majority for May's deal. There's no majority for a customs union that's quite clearly been rejected multiple times. So as much as I wouldn't like it, I would push for a no deal. And my policy would be that we get the best outcome from that, um, ensuring we set foundations for strong free trade. Because I think, as I said, the worst thing that we would do is not upheld the vote of the referendum. And in all honesty, I've accepted the deal's dead. I would have preferred MPs to have voted for it so we could leave change leader and begin negotiating the next phase to ensure that we have the best outcome but I kind of know that that's not going to happen now and I think anything different such as a customs union um, would be worse than the current deal that we have with the EU as in so we might as well remain that's the way I stand on it I don't, I don't think a customs union and being in the single market is Brexit at all. Alicia how would you try to salvage uh, the current situation? So I agree on lots of what's previously been said. I think that setting an arbitrary date for Brexit was a ridiculous idea. And I think that a customs union or any kind of sort of half deal with the EU is worse than what we've already got. 
But because mm. of that, I take a completely different stance. I think we should revoke Article 50. I think at this point, we're just setting ourselves up to negotiate a poor quality deal in a framework of time that, quite frankly, we can't deliver what the people have asked for. And we have to go back to the drawing board. And the best way to do that is to take Article 50 off the table and say, let's remain until we can put something together that works. Well, overall, that was actually a lot more consensus than I was <laughs> expecting. So that's good. <laughs> Generally, when you talk about Brexit, most people agree that it's been handled quite poorly and that we're in a bit of a mess right now. Um, am I right in assuming that this is what you guys think as well? I mean, absolutely. I think the whole problem started was when we put, you know, leave versus remain in which remain meant something very obvious, but leave could have meant anything. And we've set ourselves up for the problem we're in. And, you know, the indicative votes have shown that nobody knows what Brexit actually should look like. So we were always setting ourselves up to fail. I mean, I, I was going to add, I mean, I think I, mean, I do a lot of campaigning uh, for obviously the Labour across um, Essex and Hertfordshire. And I think the truth of it is, however you voted um, three years ago, whether you vote remain or leave, I think you're pretty fed up at the moment. And that's certainly the, 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 the response I'm getting on the doorstep from people. And I mm. think probably part of that comes down to this is the feedback I've got, I've got from people on the doorstep. So whether it's true or not, this is what, what people are saying to me is that actually too often politicians of all sides have kind of put their own personal agendas. And this isn't a quite political point. Because I think it's, it's on all sides. Uh, put their own personal agendas ahead of what's best for the people. And, and I think that that's the mm. way that the public sees it at the moment. That actually, there's a lot of egos and actually what we need to do. And it's quite nice. It feels like actually the three of us are is actually, you know, put away, put, put aside our egos, put aside kind of what our parties think and actually talk about what is best, best for the country. Because I think that's what actually we all want moving forward. I mean, I'm getting much of the same on the doorstep. So it's. Yeah, I would say I'm the same. I've been out canvassing for the Conservatives and they're all just so fed up with these egotistical politicians trying to do whatever they can. The Lib Dems have wanted a second referendum since the first one. Labour have wanted a second general election since the last one. Uh, <laughs> and the Tories just don't know what they want. They're, they're infighting so much that it kind of is embarrassing as an activist and for all the other members to have the party and central government advocating for these things because it's just not being the party of Brexit the way that I see it. The way that they're acting is just not how people, it's not what people voted for. We have a Remainer Prime Minister pretending to be a Brexiteer. We have the leader of the opposition who's a Brexiteer pretending to be a Remainer. Theresa May's way too unyielding. The ERG are too stubborn. And MPs who advocate Remain have done everything in their power in the past three years to stop Brexit. I mean, I've been canvassing in Liverpool, which is a Remain voting area, and the support for a people's vote is very strong. I mean, there's a it's a case for, quite frankly, they don't think the politicians in Westminster can deliver for Liverpool. And they think to themselves, you know, we want this final say to make this decision. And ultimately, it's what I'd like to see. I mean, sadly, I mean, I'm campaigning in an area which is, you know, was quite solidly leave. And, and I think, uh, although, you know, I think they are frustrated by, by Brexit being held up slightly sort of in comparison, in sort of contrast to, to, to the issues, in, you know, what, what they're saying in Liverpool. But I think actually, you know, overall, a, a lot of the people I speak to are actually saying they're fed up with politics altogether. And I think the shame with that is you're going to get, a, sadly, a very low turnout uh, in, in the local elections mm. in a month's time. Um, and I think you're potentially going to have some really good hardworking councillors, again, of all political colours, who potentially could you know lose their seats um through yeah. through no fault of the end i mean i'm i'm quite relieved i'm not up till next year to be honest <laughs> but, you know, i shouldn't say that but it's true and i you know yeah, I, yeah. I think that um, and actually what's interesting and, and uh, my council is a labor run authority i think we're doing a good job that's not to say there aren't you know um, you know conservative or liberal run councils or coalition councils that are doing a good job um, but i think once you turn the, the the argument to local issues i think people are a little bit more interested and a little bit less cynical 
Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what, you know, responsibility of all parties really is to kind of change people's cynicism, because I think, as, as one of you mentioned earlier, I think that that's clearly uh, not coming across from, 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 the, from, the, from, the, from Parliament. And, and that's, again, across mm. the board, really. So if we try and consider the options for a future Brexit plan, on the topic of the extension, how long should it be? I mean, I'm still advocating for revoking Article 15 so we can get ourselves together so the extension could last as long as it likes, quite possibly the rest of my lifetime if I'm feeling lucky. Okay. (laughs) I definitely don't think that that's that's what we should do. I think, if anything, the extension should last up until the end of the year and by that point, if we still haven't got a deal, we we just leave no deal. Well, I'm going to somehow, come, you know, I suppose you somehow come in the middle of that. I mean, I think, um, you know, we've got an extension till June and I'm, I don't want to sort of pre, preamble the ne- one of the next questions. But I mean, uh, if, if we remain till June, we wouldn't need to look at having a, any European elections because. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think I think we should we should go on the, after the 30th of June. But I don't uh, think the EU, have, the EU today have said they're not going to do that. Um, well, yeah, and, and I, I personally don't, you know, from first point of view, and this is just my point of view, I, I don't have a problem with, with remaining longer than that. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I actually, you know, the reality is I, I don't want a no-deal Brexit, I've got to be honest with you. And mm-hmm. I think if uh, we leave without a deal, actually, you know, Brexit isn't going to come to an end. We've still got a lot of work to do um, if, if we leave without a deal. So I haven't got a problem with, 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 with extending that. Um, I, I do, you know, as we discussed earlier, you know, the people have voted to leave. And actually, if we were to have a second referendum, referendum there would be difficulties with that. But, I, I, you know, at the same time, I wouldn't want to necessarily take it off the, off the table either. Ellie, um, I'm interested on your perspective on no deal, because that seems to be something that a lot of people are very concerned about. So could you explain why you don't see it as a problem? So for me, no deal wasn't the option that I wanted. I wanted Theresa May's deal to go through. At first, I did not like Theresa May's deal. I didn't back it. But it kind of hit home to me that that was the only way that we would secure a Brexit that is in some ways safe for Britain. Um, No deal is a risk. But at this at this point, it's a risk that I'm willing to take. I mean, we would be out of the fishing policy um, and just by the, the, the income that we would get by being out of that would cover the costs, a third of the cost of the possible trade losses that we would have with the EU. We wouldn't have to pay a, a lump sum fee to leave membership. We would not be paying membership fees. We would be out of the common agricultural policy. Um, we would cut EU tariffs, um, they, like so tariffs on um, clothing, textiles and other areas would be cut by about 1.2% for consumers. And we'd be able to strike trade deals with third world countries, um, free trade deals that, that would open us to, to global prospects. I mean, I'm from Liverpool, which is a city that was rebuilt by EU funding when the government abandoned it back in the 80s. And we still massively rely on EU funding for providing like basic services. I mean, austerity is kit hard. We're on something like 47% of the budget we actually need. A no-deal Brexit could be horrendous for somewhere like Liverpool that relies so much on that yeah, sort of funding could, and that kind of market. It could be horrendous, but it also could be very successful. There's no way that we can categorically say one way or the other. This is literally just people's opinions. Some people think that it would be catastrophic. Some people think that it would be good. And we, we don't know until we try. So in, in, in both senses, we're both right. I love the cross-party consensus. I mean, I think, I think, no deal is, <laughs> I, I do, I have to be honest, I think, I think, uh, and I understand some of the points raised, but I mean, I think a, a no deal for me would be a risk too much. And I, I totally understand what the, the, the um, uh, sort of the, 
I can't remember your name, but the lady from Liverpool was saying, you know, absolutely, you know, that, um, you know, in, in certain parts of the, the country, you know, EU funding has been vital uh, for, for this country. So I, I think uh, I wouldn't want to go for that deal. I, I wouldn't have an issue with the extension, actually, that's been proposed uh, today of, of, of potentially um, another year. Um, I understand, you know, it's potentially turbulent, but I still think if we, you know, leave without a deal, then, you know, there's still turbulent times ahead. OK, so the extension is something that we will leave aside for a moment. <laughs> We're doing so well to this question, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. So uh, no agreement on the extension, but we'll uh, move forward to the next uh, related topic. Should the UK participate in the upcoming EU elections? I love a good election. I think it would be a good opportunity to remind people that the EU is not this unelected shadow government. I think it'd be quite a good way to sort of maybe tackle some of the myths around the EU. That might be a good opportunity if we head towards a second referendum. I mean, again, as I said before, I think it depends on, uh, you know, how long that extension is. Obviously, if, if it extends beyond June, then obviously we would have to look at having uh, European elections. Um, again, I worry what the turnout would be for those uh, European elections and whether, you know, from, you know, let's be honest, um, we all uh, represent mainstream political parties. And my concern would be, you know, what the, what the, what the response to the public potentially could be um, towards mainstream political parties who, you know, when they feel that we haven't necessarily listened to, to the people. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not against... Um, uh, um, uh, EU elections at all I think they would potentially be a good idea and I say if we have to extend to the year which, which we, I spoke about earlier then I think we'd have to look at having um, European uh, elections um, I think yeah there's an opportunity there I mean I know uh, and not just the, the Labour MEPs but obviously I'm, I'm more aware of them uh, some of the you know the really hard work that our MEPs do and it would be an opportunity potentially to to um, to show to show that. Yeah I would say I echo sort of similar points to both of you that um, if we're not out by June, then we have to have the democratic representation within mm -hmm. the EU through our MEPs because we don't get that representation in the Commission and that, that's the, the undemocratic body of the EU that most Brexiteers find issue with. Um, so yes, I think if we're not out by June, we should participate in the European elections and we should vote for people that are pro-Brexit, that can be an absolute pain up the EU's backside so that <laughs> they, they get the message that we're going to leave. But obviously, it rests on who elect who gets elected. Um, so it's 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 a risky game. Well, I mean, I think I think I think that's like I don't totally agree with that. So I think you know actually what we want to represent elect is uh, you know at any level of government, be it councillor, be it MP, be it MP. We want to we want to elect uh, representatives who are going to work hard for their community. Um, yeah. I think actually the, the the role of the MEP is not to negotiate. Uh, Brexit um, is actually the job of Parliament uh, at, this, at the moment. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily agree that. I think actually what I would want to see is people voting for an MEP who's going to, you know, work hard in their community. And, and again, I've said before, there are there are MEPs of all political colours who, who have, um, you know, actually really impressed me because they have done that. And, I, I, you know, knowing one of them quite well, again, it is a Labour one, you know, obviously he was very upset with the referendum result because, he, you know, he had worked really hard in the local community. So yeah. I think it's about representing at any level, it's about representing people who who are going to work hard in, in local communities. Playing devil's advocates, Jacob Rees-Mogg has tweeted that if you're going to um, elect people to be in the EU, then they need to be really difficult. Um, and mm -hmm. then someone is saying, but then does that not undermine the argument for leaving because it could be better to be in and be very difficult? I mean, the Lib Dem position has always been to be in the EU, but be very difficult. We're one of the 
parties that proposes the most sort of reformative legislation as MEPs. But I think going into the EU thinking, yeah, let's elect some people who will really wind them up is not the way to build a positive relationship with the EU that could lead to the sort of relationship that we want to have post-Brexit, regardless of what that happens to be. Um, no, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think we want to. You know, I think we want uh, MEPs to go in there um, to to do the job of an MEP and actually, uh, you know, whether they remain or or leave. You know, I actually think that they should be doing the job of MEP. And as I say, I've said before, it's about, it is about representing the people that have elected them. Yes, of course. And I think about representation is really important. And the person that I would be voting for, I would want them to represent my views that I do not want to be in the EU. And I'd want them, if, if, by, if by playing devil's advocate and being annoying and voting down mo- motions and stuff is the way that we can get our message across because the EU clearly have not listened to us as far, then that's, that's, that's what I would vote for. And that's what I would do. So we are in agreement that if we are still in the EU, then we should um, participate in the elections. We agree, but not for the same reasons. Yes. Well, we're probably all going to vote for different parties. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you'll still be I'll voting. vote for the one with the red rose, and you vote for the one with the blue and the yellow, yeah? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd vote for the one with the blue at this at the way things are going. Oh, OK. <laughs> I'd probably vote for the party, but that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah. The third topic um, is quite controversial. Um, it's whether or not we should have a second referendum. No. <laughs> Why? Quite plain and simple, no, because we have not implemented the result of the first referendum. Um, I guess for me, it depends what the question is. If the mm. question is May's deal or no deal, I would, I would be happy for that to happen. If it were revoke Article 50 and remain... Um, leave or a whole other cohort of other options I would I would not support that because to to revoke article 50 is it it would make it would make it more of a case for a third referendum because one vote says we want to leave one vote says we want to remain well what do we do we'll have to have another one and I think the people in in the country the activists and the people on the doorsteps that I'm talking to just are so amazed with how badly politics and politicians are going that they would they wouldn't turn out we'd have we wouldn't have the representation of everyone's views and it it would kind of just disenfranchise the public from politicians even further than it's already going i mean surely you can't have a referendum on our relationship with the european union that doesn't include maintaining our current relationship with the european union i think if we're going to have a referendum it has to be whatever parliament can scrape together versus revoke article 50 surely i i definitely don't agree because the people voted to leave leave one but leave oh. didn't mean anything specific at that point at this point but it could quite frankly mean something leave, leave has a definition that's different to loads of people but at the end of the, the day the universal definition is that we are out of the eu and that is out of a customs union out of the single market and well, i know no loads of people who voted to to leave but didn't want to leave the customs union you know all these i know i know loads of people that did vote for that exact reason we both have two sides of an argument that the people i'm talking to would vote to remain but now would vote to leave and i'm sure the people that you're talking to that voted to leave would now vote for remain and back a second referendum i think the nation's just as split as parliament is yeah, I mean, and that, and that, and that sadly, that's the, that's the, the biggest issue, isn't it? And I think what's a real shame, and I, and I, you know, hope, you know, part of why I wanted to be involved in this podcast, I'm sure you were the same, is is, is potentially to find some common ground. I think we've done that. I mm. think that, yeah, the, the Brexit debate has uh, has really kind of polarised people. And I think that's a shame. I mean, from my point of view, and and again, I don't just want to toe the party line, but I think actually, um, you know, I, I, 
my heart says yes, uh, and my brain says actually, you know, it, it, it's potentially um, going to cause more of that division. And I think that's that's where my real concern comes in. But again, I think it depends. If we're in a situation where we're staring at no deal, you know, I, I do agree with Alicia. I think that actually um, a lot of people didn't vote in that referendum. Let's be honest, they didn't vote in that referendum, uh, necessarily having the, the full facts, uh, and they didn't vote uh, for a no-deal Brexit. Um, and also you've got a situation uh, where it was a bit of a protest vote too. Uh, and again, as politicians, and you know, I, I'm not, I'm only... I'm only a local council. I don't mean that. It's no only about mm. it. Um, you know, but we've we've all got to take a bit of the blame for that because yeah. you know for too mm. long I think perhaps we 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 play political games and we haven't been as genuine as perhaps we should have been. And the only way mm. we can deal with that, and it's really great to actually hear from both of you that you've all been doing the same thing I've been doing, although with different political colours on, is knocking on doors and mm. talking to people. And that is, you know, from my point of view, when it comes to Brexit, you know, I I'm only a local. There's no only. Sorry, I'm only a local councillor, but there's no only about it. But all I can do is try and change some of the cynicism in politics and and the only way we do that is by going out and talking to people but probably when I say talking 70% of it obviously has got to be listening as well. Yeah I think I think I hope that you two would agree with me that the politicians in Westminster are ruining the credibility of the activists and the councillors outside. I mean absolutely definitely I mean it's yeah I'm not going to condemn every MP but I think you mm. know there is there is there is there is a number of them who who have, who are making our lives as, as activists on the doorstep. Yeah. Um, you know, more difficult. And, you know, when you, I mean, I was canvassing only the other day and got called a crook, you know, and it wasn't just me, it was every, well, you're all crooks, you know. And, and oh, you know, there we were always get those houses, there. you open the door yeah. and go, I don't vote for any of you, don't trust any yeah, of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just here to census, represent yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, and, and for some people, they're always going to say that, aren't they? You know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we're honest about that. You know, there's always been people that, that it's easier to say that than actually, you know, actually making a, a decision. But yeah. I, I think that number's increased. I have to say, and and I, I'm sad to say that I think in you know in, in the second of May, I think we're going to see a, a lower turnout in local elections, mm. and some really good councillors, some really hardworking ward councillors, potentially could lose their seats, and and, and I think yeah. that's a shame. And as I say, I'm, I'm I'm relieved I'm not up to me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the God. only way that I would accept a second referendum if it were if it was between May's deal or. Um, like another option i would never accept a referendum that advocated to revoke article 50 and for us just to remain throw away the past three years of work and throw away the the democratic vote of the first referendum i i would accept a second referendum if we're going to go for consensus if revoting article 50 and remaining was not on the ballot box i mean revoting article 50 doesn't mean that we never leave the eu it just means that for now we're very clear that we people, have no idea people how in to power do it. would would do everything if we revoke article 50 the people in power will do everything in the EU and in Parliament to make sure that we just never leave. I mean, I'm That's not going to complain, it. but, you know, it's still on the table. It's not like if we revoke it, we can never go <laughs> again, you know. <laughs> I, I, and again, not wanting to preempt the next question, but I mean, it depends who's in power, doesn't it? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and and actually, you know, uh, to a certain extent, you know, we we have we, we, when we have a general election, that's people having their say on on, on actually who runs the country. And actually, if you uh, potentially have a, a government that's campaigning to say we will stay, and, and, and I'm not saying it's going to be this polarised by any stretch of the imagination, uh, then actually you're, you're 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 choosing to vote for your MP, and therefore the, the party in government. I mean, um, none of the parties that government are remain parties at the moment so that's an interesting thing to think about heading up to whenever the next general election is well, neither the Labour Party or the Conservative Party are committing to remaining well no I mean my view my views have, have been expressed and I think probably very similar to where my party is at the moment but I certainly wouldn't take the uh, remain possibility off the table um, if we look like we're staring down the you know the the, the chances of getting a no deal
So second referendum is not agreed on and also <laughs> what would be in the referendum is also agreed <laughs> on. <laughs> um, the next thing that uh, I think we should talk about is, yes, the prospect of a general election. I mean, I'm well, a parliamentary got... candidate and right now. I'd rather not have one purely because <laughs> of local elections to think about and they are my personal priority. I, I'm concerned if we had a second, uh, another general election, another early one, Whatever government you form, I don't think either of them can put forward a Brexit that works. All you're doing is potentially either putting a weaker Conservative government in or putting Jeremy Corbyn in. And I'd rather have neither of those things. So for I'm now, I think the government's <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm representing uh, the party of opposition. So clearly, we want a general election because we want to be in power. And that's, you know, we wouldn't be uh, a, a political party uh, if, if we didn't want that. Um, so obviously, I'd be keen to have a general election. Um, <laughs> funny enough, I, I, at least his point, uh, you know, it's funny, isn't it? You know, people talk about having a, a general elections, but when you're actually on the ground campaigning, yeah, sometimes you do think, oh, can, you know, can I can I do it again? Because actually, you know, yeah. <laughs> general election campaign is tough. I mean, I, I, I stood in the last couple of general elections uh, in Chelmsford, which was is heavily conservative, um, a little bit less conservative now, I'm pleased to say. Um, no respect, because obviously we got votes. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, if you do it properly uh, and, and you want to really campaign hard uh, in, in a constituency, you know, you have to put the effort in. And, and it, it, it is, it's, you know, it's tiring, isn't it? And, you know, I have to say, I think that's another thing that people perhaps don't realise, you know, a general election campaign is, 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 is tiring, isn't it? It really is. Oh, it's a, exhausting. It, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, and I, and I know a lot of you know Labour Party staff who you know if I say I want a general election uh, in, in in the summer, which I, I can't, part of me does, um, I think would 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 not be overly impressed with me, you know. So um, I, you know, from a personal point of view, you know, it, it, I'm not, you know. I, I think from a political point of view, yeah, we, I want a Labour government, obviously. Um, but yeah, absolutely, as, as an activist, you know, let's get the locals out of the way first, absolutely. I don't think we should have another general election whatsoever. I mean, the UK have been to the polls over the past four years way too many times. Um, local <laughs> elections show that people are just, they just are so disenfranchised with politics. To do it again, I think we would see a hung parliament. We would have no more consensus than we would right now. Um, and it's just obviously being a Conservative and being in power and, be, and knowing how people feel about the Conservative Party at the moment. For personal, for personal reasons, I wouldn't want a general election because it would most likely weaken our power and put us in a position where we are no longer in power. And I think to have a Corbyn government would be disastrous for the UK. Oh, absolutely. Something we can well, agree on. Obviously, yeah. I, obviously <laughs> I disagree with that. Um, but I have to say, I absolutely admire your, uh, your honesty on that, Eddie. I've got to say, I, I must respect your honesty. Um, I don't disagree. I don't agree with that. And I, 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 I fought the last general election uh, under, you know, Jeremy Corbyn's leadership. And, and I was very proud to do so. But I, I have to say, I, I do massively admire the honesty of, of the other two uh, people speaking. And I think actually um, a bit more honesty like this in politics would uh, probably go a long way as well. That's not too bad. So we agreed on one out of four, which I think is at least better than Parliament at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we're winning. We're doing better. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then looking forward, if you put your own wishes aside, firstly, what do you predict will be the outcome of Brexit? And are you optimistic? Unless we get our act together, whatever happens now, I think it will be a sellout. Um, A customs union or a second referendum would not would not be delivering what the people voted for. Um, I predict that Theresa May, within the next couple of weeks, maybe months, depending how stubborn she's feeling, um, will be out as leader. And I would hope and I'm optimistic that whoever comes in will sort out the mess that, that, that has been left by her.
Who would you like to see replace her? I'm, I'm just going to ask that question. <laughs> oh, oh, so many people ask me this, and I, honestly, I have no idea. It, honestly, it, for me, it depends. It depends who goes for it. Mm. Um, ideal candidates at the moment, we're looking at Sajid Javid, Dominic Raab, oh, Liz yeah. Truss is a name that's thrown about quite a lot. Penny Morden. Um, me personally, I would go for Amber Rudd, but I know that for my party, she's way too soft for the the mood of the party, the, the, the hard, not the hard right, but the right wingers of my party are so angered from what's happened that we have to have someone who is a strong Brexiteer take over the next process, because otherwise we're going to end up with the same problem that Theresa May ultimately is a Remain Prime Minister with a Remain cabinet negotiating, leaving the EU with a Remain parliament. I, I can't feel optimistic about Brexit because any deal we get that isn't remaining in the European Union isn't <laughs> as good as the deal that we've got. So anything's worse. But no, I would say I agree with that. The, I mean, the, the best deal we've got the EU with the EU is the deal that we currently have with them. And I say that because I was a Remainer. But There's, there's cross-party consensus there on that one. Yay! Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do, I, we have to honour the, the vote of the referendum because of how polarised politics is at the moment. If we don't do that... I think you would see anger and anarchism. I think the leaving <laughs> the EU badly would bring out all the same anger. I mean, if someone's you know relative ends up dying because we end up with an insulin shortage, I can't imagine that's going to make everyone. We're, good a, we're a strong economy, um, and I'm sure that we can cope no matter what. We've coped through many many things. Um, the government are making preparations regardless of what happens. I can't say that their preparations are ideal. I can't say that they're the best thing in the world. But, you know, we are a strong country. With, we're the top fifth global economy. Um, you know, we, no one's going to die because we have insulin shortages. I mean, the North of England would be somewhat state. concerned about the government's ability to prepare for anything in their defence. Mm. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to be honest, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, so I have to remain optimistic. And, and, and you know, when we talk about, you know, the, 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 the general mood of politicians at the moment, I think my, my optimism is that actually we've got an opportunity to change some of that cynicism. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm going to keep doing that, keep knocking on doors, keep campaigning and keep trying to be a good councillor uh, as best I can. Um, if I was going to predict what I think is going to happen, um, and I suspect that there will be an extension uh, for longer than June. I suspect it will likely be a year, uh, if not more. Um, I think that we will therefore probably have um, elections, uh, EU elections um, uh, in the summer. Um, and where we go from there, you know, we will see. But um, yeah, uh, I, I think actually what we all really want to do, uh, and, and no respect to Ellie, is perhaps go back in time and get David Cameron to change his mind. In my opinion, you know, convincing the convincing that the Miliband government would have been so bad. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I think, you know, actually, yeah, go back in time and ask him not to have had a referendum. But sadly, that's not the option. But, uh, yeah, I think, I, I, think, I, think yeah. I, I agree. I agree that, you know, we should never have really thrown it to the people. But at the same time, the question would have persisted. Um, Britain's never really been had a strong European identity. So this whole thing around the EU and our relationship with them would just have not have gone away if we hadn't had this referendum. And I know that the referendum hasn't exactly been, it, it, let's be honest, it has, it's not the best thing that's ever happened to Britain. It's probably the, one of the worst things that's ever happened to Britain. But I think inevitably we would have had to have had it at some point. Um, but yes, in hindsight, it's very, very easy to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I think, I think, you know, and in hindsight, I think, you know, we've probably used the, the EU for, you know, and all politicians of all sides have used the EU for many years as an excuse, mm. you know. Uh, yeah. You know, don't, don't blame us, blame the EU, you know. How, how, how yeah. bendy is your 
Um, I think, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, we've we've all got a lot to answer for. And, you know, you know, we represent our parties, you know, at the end of the day. And although, we, you know, John, <laughs> I seem a lot younger than me, but I mean, you know, we, we are quite, but sorry, I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to sound petronised, but I, I'm still quite new to politics. Um, but we, you know, when, when we, when we put that red rosette on, all that blue rosette on, all that yellow rosette on, you know, we have to sort of answer for, for what our party's done up to that point, effectively, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, and, and but I think you know we, we all kind of have to take a, so what I'm saying is we have to sort of take a, a collective responsibility for the fact that you know over sort of the ever since we you know we, we joined the EU in the first place I think perhaps we haven't um, been as positive about it and maybe we've been a the very difficult member yeah but we yeah, haven't really yeah. sort of shown what the EU can do for the UK and it has done a great deal I mean in places yeah. like Liverpool it's very obvious that people know what the EU has done for us and if we haven't you can point it out by literally pointing at buildings mm. that wouldn't be there mm. otherwise but I think on the sort of national level we haven't talked enough about the EU in schools we haven't talked enough about it on the news we don't really understand as a nation what it is and why we've oh, yeah. seen it in the first place. I would say I agree but that's because Britain as a whole has never had a strong European identity if someone asked me when I was younger, oh, where are you from? I would say Britain, England, the UK. I would never say Europe. And if Americans said to me, oh, I went on holiday to Europe and I said, where'd you go? And they said Birmingham. I'd say, well, that's not Europe. That's, that's I mean, Britain. geographically, whether we leave the EU or not, we're still in Europe. Yeah, and I think I think I think there's an element of truth in that. I think that's a shame, really. I think perhaps we, you know, we. we I, I don't think. I think I, I would be proud to say I'm a I'm a European. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, I think I said I don't see if you asked to ask a German, would he say he was European before he said he was German? I don't know, um, but I think you know it's a shame that we 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 perhaps haven't had that. And I think you know we've all got a part to play in in, in moving in in in. In that moving forward, and I mean that whatever happens, if we do leave the EU, if we have a second referendum and stay, I think we've all got a duty to kind of say we are part of Europe. And actually, you know, if we if we do crash out of that without a deal, and I think that would be a, a terrible risk, we have still got to build uh, bridges with these uh, other countries. Um, and I think you know we have to change our outlook a little bit. But I think you know a lot of uh, people's um, views on Europe. It's also you know it, it is it's a feeling of. Um, political isolation and it's just a feeling of cynicism towards politics uh, in general and, and that's what we've got to try and get over more than anything I think. I'm eternally optimistic um, you know Jeremy Corbyn government on the way no I'm there's a bit of disagreement for the end of the show I know I, I, I'm, I'm determined to be optimistic and, and try and find the opportunities uh, moving forward. I mean, I'm pessimistic, but I believe that once we can take Brexit off the table, we can build something better than we've currently got. That's my only hope at this point. <laughs> um, I would say I'm optimistic, and I think to remain optimistic is just just kind of the best best way to think about it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's going to be a great opportunity for Britain. We're going to be a global trading partner. Um, we're still I would still love to see us friends with the EU in the sense that you know we communicate with each other because it's in, it's important that that we have that trade and we have that friendly relationship with them because so many EU nationals and so many UK citizens live across the Euro European Union um, but yeah I would say I'm, I'm completely optimistic as long as we get the right leader in place to negotiate the next step. So even though you guys don't agree on everything there is some consensus, which, as you said, is a lot better than Parliament at the moment. So I think this is... We, all, this is we can all get along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here now with more news, debate and opinion.